is subject matter expert knowledge essential for product owner or scrum master hires? What for a scrum master would you consider to be subject matter expertise? For a scrum master, their, their actual expertise should be agile people and facilitation. So I think this is maybe where the question is coming from. thing that I guess alarms me a little bit, particularly when advertising Scrum Master roles, is wanted. Scrum Master must have seven years of finance expertise. Why? Speaking of someone that is very confident that he's at least a pretty good Scrum Master, I could work in finance, I could work in telecoms, insurance, retail. My subject matter expertise should need to be agile people facilitation i do completely agree it for me what you're talking about is people who are hiring into those roles who have no idea what scrum master's there to do yeah i agree uh right done episode over well no it's not because uh the question was about both product owner and scrum master yeah so I'm going to go on a magical mystery tour for a second. When I was working for a large bank that found itself in trouble during the financial crisis, part of the aftermath of that was that the CEO at the time uh, was a former greengrocer and um, had no financial or or not not deemed sufficient financial services experience. That was kind of part of the thing. You've got this person at the helm who you know, isn't a banker by trade. Of course, none of the organizations that had lifetime bankers at the helm had any problems whatsoever. They were not impacted at all. Um, and none of those organizations ever got anything wrong, right? It did make me reflect at that point because I'd built a career or a, an ethos around a career for two reasons, really. One, because working in that organization, there was lots of opportunity to go and do different things. And two, I'd had an experience where I'd witnessed a technology change and a bunch of people who were wedded to that technology suddenly find themselves then not in work. So I'd, I'd made a conscious decision to have a broad set of skills with different depths of knowledge in different areas, but never become kind of locked into one particular product or technology or discipline so that I could have a, a more interesting career but also from a sustainability point of view so that i could sustain that throughout the evolution of change and technology whatever so my first the first angle i come at this from is are there requirements where you're a subject matter expert in certain jobs absolutely yes the jobs in change across the board forget just you know agile teams scrum teams i don't necessarily think so i think as long as you've got a broad set of disciplines and you know where to access and i'm going to say resources then there are almost generic questions and approaches that will get you to where you be have i delivered financial crime uh really detailed financial crime changes that involve me working with absolute experts on financial crime management yes have I worked on risk programs? Do I understand how to do risk models? No, but there are experts that do risk models that have inputted. Have I really succeeded in those pieces of work? Yes, because my skill set is uh, and my role 
is to be able to leverage those and ask some smart questions and then orchestrate that into some kind of delivery. So then to go back to your product owner and scrum master. So if a scrum master is agile people facilitation, then they should be an expert in that. They should be um, building that and continuing to improve and develop and learn about those areas and not worry about understanding that that green screen thing that the team's working on you have to input a Z at the front of something for it to do X. So I, I have taken on Scrum Master roles in the past where I've sat someone down and said, give me enough knowledge to be able to have, you know, entry-level conversations about this so that I'm not just staring bank-faced when somebody comes along and says, we need the team to go and, I don't know, change the wheels on your hoverboard. Um yeah, I too am wondering why the hoverboard has wheel. But um, so I, I think I think the idea that once you're in the role, you would then want to gain some knowledge is a really positive one. But if if product owners are, always had to have the knowledge, it wouldn't be a role in which you could move jobs very frequently. Um, it would be a role where you needed to become an expert on a thing before you could product own it. And so I wonder if both of them, let's just consider these two roles. I wonder if they're both defined somewhat by a ratio. So where for a Scrum Master hire, for instance, most of the time it's zero SME to five on the other stuff that we've talked about, that agile people facilitation. The only time I could see it becoming more of a one and a five is that sort of the difference between working in um, highly regulated worlds and not, and I think wanting to hire someone that has a loose understanding or at least some understanding of the different challenges in terms of agile and people and facilitation that can come due to highly regulated work is a reasonable thing. Um, but even still, it should be a sixth of the conversation where the other five bits are just, does this person know what a Scrum Master does? Is this person capable? Whereas I think the product owner equation is rarely, let's say, zero and five, um, but might be one or two and four fairly frequently. So that leads me to, and I agree with you, by the way, and it's part of what I've always done is I'm a bit of a sponge. So when I join your organization, will I be a subject matter expert in your organization? No. Will I be a subject matter expert in the way that you do things specifically or even the thing that I'm working on? No. When I joined an AML program, did I have an AML experience? No. When I leave, will I be an expert? Yes, probably. And I think that's that's fine when you're moving to different places because there is a there is a counter to that, which is, so does knowledge help you? Absolutely. Will you build knowledge in the role? Absolutely. Does knowledge help you? Absolutely. Um, and I'll come back to the, is it a benefit? Does your knowledge at some point inhibit you? And there's two ways that I'm looking at. So the first is, does having some knowledge of a thing mean that you'll stop asking the critical questions potentially? You can get, definitely get too too settled, too used to how things work in one particular place. And that kind of knowledge, particularly if it's you know, long built up and long, long seated, then I think that could be an issue. And then you've got to bonsai knowledge, right? So you have to tend it to get the best results or tend to it to get the best results. Because if you don't tend to it, that knowledge will grow stale. And just because something was true when you knew it 
two years ago doesn't mean it's true now. And if you think about a true subject matter expert, some organizations have them. They call, they just call them SMEs, don't they? And have them in set roles. Their job is to make sure that they're, they've got that knowledge. They are the subject matter expert. Their job is not to necessarily change or do anything for better outcomes. It's just to be an expert in that particular area. I would add that neither of us is saying that the existence of that job is a bad thing in the slightest. No, no, absolutely. And I think it's actually, uh, and, and it leads to, to my point, which is, I think there's an organizational problem because it's also dangerous as well. So if you're the scrum master and you've got some subject matter expertise and you make decisions or influence a team, just to go back to your example about the hoverboard, you in some ways can become a gatekeeper because you've got knowledge. Oh, no, it's that way and therefore X. It's always needed wheels before, et cetera. Yeah, exactly that. And therefore, the organization can can stop moving forward. You need to have those subject matter expertise people who you can go to say, oh, actually, well, the latest thinking outside of this organization is this, because that's my job is to is to be expert in the organization and the subject matter, which is broader than the organization. Here's the latest thinking. Here's some of the stuff they're doing. And then your job is to kind of say, well, how do we achieve that? And and there's a blurred line between the two where you can, at some point, it can be it can potentially not be such a benefit. Now, let's go to where, back to your highly regulated example. So equally, exactly the same thing is, is needed if you have subject matter expertise in a particular area and you join an organization. I think you still need those structures of SMEs, accountable people that you are able to utilize. And I always think it should be teams, not people. I think people are bottlenecks, but that's a slightly different. And there should be policy and structured support. If you, yeah, if you join an organization and you don't have those structures, there's a real danger that they'll make a regulatory slip because people will use that expertise. Let's take, let's take my financial services expertise. I have worked in financial services and I've worked on regulatory change specifically for quite a long time. And therefore, I've taken uh, the opinions of legal counsel. I've taken findings from regulatory reports, et cetera. And that's developed my subject expertise. I've taken, as I said before, AML experts. You know, you can go to university and study a master's in AML. And I've worked with people that have done that. And they have, you know, this fantastic knowledge. What, what is AML? Anti-money laundering. Uh, and terrorist financing regulations. So I've worked with experts in that space. Uh, they give opinions, and they give opinions based on stuff at the time and uh, also within the context of organizations and their risk appetites and all those sorts of things. Because the thing about regulation is you there's a regulation, then you work out how you're going to interpret that and respond to it. So I could come into another organization with a view and some knowledge, but if the structures aren't in place to check and balance that, the direction that I could take could actually expose you to a, to a regulatory risk. And therefore, it may be better in those organizations, ironically, not to have some subject matter expertise, but to fall back on the core discipline and learn how to utilize the resources, the policies, the people, the teams, the structures around you to be able to make decisions and get decisions made. And then your focus should be on making sure that they're efficient so that they don't inhibit the process. One of the things early on in my career that I looked at and and didn't really understand was must have you know you've got an entry level role must have five years experience as a xyz well that's never going to happen at the salary band that you're recruiting somebody or as a junior colleague or whatever and today that's also the case where people say you know you must have x specific knowledge and and that can include domain knowledge like financial services experience or very niche experience 
Um, and it strikes me that therefore you're narrowing the pool and you're also bringing with you a bunch of biases that you might be better injecting new and fresh ideas into the ecosystem. Absolutely. Um, I, I think hiring someone that's incredibly capable in the role that you're hiring them for, whether that be product owner, scrum master, or any of the many other roles around those with similar sounding titles. Hire based on skill, passion, thirst for knowledge, not just have you ever had a role in banking or um, have you, are you an expert in the specific type of digital boards that this Microsoft product requires? How do you ever disrupt anything if you're, yeah, if you're too marred in what's there now? How how do you get people to come and look at things from a different angle? Because if I get a product owner that's an expert in payments, then they'll come in and they'll tell you about MT103s and messaging standards and blah, blah, blah. And they might not look back and go, actually, we don't need any of that. That's, yeah, that's how you do it today. But here's the way that you can do that going forward. So in conclusion, subject matter expertise is a valuable thing. But most of the time when hiring for roles around agile teams, Probably not the most essential thing. Yeah, depends on your definition of subject matter expertise. Depends on, and maybe it's a combination of experience and knowledge. I've I've met really I've met really knowledgeable people who are not experienced in getting stuff done. So domain subject matter expertise, you will inevitably, unless you put your fingers in your ears, you'll inevitably pick it up. Knowing the processes and systems, and if they're not in place, making sure that they get put in place to manage and own and have accountability for maintaining that expertise, maintaining your own expertise. That's very important, but not letting it blink you and know it shouldn't be a barrier to joining an organization. In fact, if anything, it can be a real benefit to bring in some uh, external uh, and perhaps uh, not tainted brain power into your organization so that you can maybe do things differently and ask some obvious questions that just are not obvious to you when you can't see the wood for the trees. (laughs) 